episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I am well. How about yourself? Good. It's, you know, we're in season four, episode number 27, and it is May 15th, 2023. We've got a sports edition today. We'll get the listeners all caught up with the sports <clears throat> and stuff. And, you know, sports and stuff. It'll mainly be sports, but. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go here and find my uh, deal to get the trivia question. Yes, I know we had a good one. We forgot to cover that in the pre-show meeting. Yes, it was. Do you know what it was? Here it is. Here it is. I got it. <clears throat> trivia is this. Now. <laughs> All right. It's about your your beloved Mets, Andy. The Mets, yeah. the Mets are the second only second other team in Major League Baseball history to win a hundred games or more in one season, and then the following season get shut out seven or more times within the first forty games of the season. So obviously they did that here in twenty twenty three. Yes, the Mets won a hundred plus games last year. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. In the first 40 games this year, they've already been shut out more than seven times, losing in shutout fashion. Yeah, this has only been done one other time before. And so, in the <clears throat> at the end of the show, we'll tell the listeners, uh, we'll give them the answer, but see if you can think uh, for the listeners out there, what other team has this ever happened to? I don't and then we'll answer this at the end of the show and. Very interesting. Now, I've never, ever heard of this stat uh, before, uh, and you sent it to me, so obviously you know yeah. the answer. So I'll, I'll be quiet. We didn't want to bring up your beloved Mets, you know, getting shut out seven times and well, coming off a 100-win season the year before. I'm just showing I'm a good fan. Even when they're doing bad, I'll mention them still. I don't just, it is. I just it don't is. sing their praises. Yeah. Stuff on their stuff on their junk, I'll mention that too, you know. It's good. It's good stuff. All right, All right. I'll uh, share your screen here. Get my other page up there. Got because some stuff. We got some good things, I think, coming on the episode yes. tonight. First of all, please like, share, subscribe. Here's how you can help us out on the show, doing different things to help out the podcast. Share a post, like, like a post. I like it. Tag a friend, comment something nice. Nice, I say. Uh, come out with an emoji, post a pic, give us a shout out, leave a review. All those happy things. For those of you who have already done that, I say thank you. Very well. Very well done. We'll go right into Major League Baseball and hit current standings. These were as of this morning, so the Mets' loss this afternoon is not reflected in this. Okay. There's the Mercury East, Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto. The Yankees have climbed out of last place. Now, I've got a note here, Andy. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you pulled this up, but... You know, we're talking about how good the Orioles are. Yep. Guess, guess which team has the number one team in all of AAA right now? Uh, the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles. Are you kidding me? So when we say they spent a couple of years stacking, stacking up the roster, yep. they yep. meant it. Uh, their big league are in second place. Their AAA team is in first place. I thought that was very interesting because that's – you're going to be good for a while if those two uh, sections are good. Go on. Yep. Sorry. There's the Central. 
Twins who are playing the Dodgers this weekend, so or this week, so that could very well be a three-game losing streak there because the Dodgers are hot. But Guardians three and a half out. Kitties, the Sox, and the Royals. The West. Range are the Rangers for real, Dan? Ten games above the con. Well, they're what? they're gonna be good as well. And and I think Seeger is down on a rehab assignment. Yeah. They've already got injuries injuries to their uh one or two top starting pitchers, and they're still doing it. They're still coaching, playing. coaching, coaching this year, baby. Wow. There's the East, there's the Mets, they're in fourth place. Yes, the Phillies are ahead of the Mets. Uh, I'm okay, though. I'm good. They're all right. The Central, the Brewers, game and half lead over the Pirates. Are the Pirates for real? So we'll see yeah. how they turn out this year. That's a good question there. There's the West. Dodgers starting to pull away. The Diamondbacks, are they for everybody? Are they for reals? Are coming back, you know? Giants kind of slumping after a good last couple of years. Padres spending a lot of money and they're below 500. That kind of makes me feel good. But here we go, Dan. The last 40 games, last four years, these teams all won the pennant. Yes, I did see this stat, and I told some friends because, uh, you know, the reason they use this, Andy, the 40, 40 games is kind of you're at the one-quarter wave. Yep, right? yep. And so as long as you are in that 500 bucket, if you're if you're around 500, even less. Uh, Way less like the Dodgers and Nationals. Are, yeah. And you're still going to be in the hunt to win the pennant. I like that. I like it. That's why I said with the Mets at 20 and 21, I'm okay. WNBA, we're going to be your WNBA leader here in Carver County. Season kicking off tonight for them. But just mark out June 11th on your calendar at Target Center. Monica Sano will be in town with the Sparks, baby. Oh, really? Yes. On a Sunday. So we'll see if the local press covers that because I want to talk about this. This is not even – this is even soapbox that I'm still talking about. That's how fired up I am today. Okay, okay. This weekend, Toronto, the WNBA had a preseason game. The Lynx against Chicago Sky. Now, we hear a lot about how you should support the women's teams. Support pro women's sports, which we do on this show. We give them yes. love. Um, okay, so WNBA is all excited. All the, all the other networks, you got to support the women's sports. When I watched this game the other day, Dan, I found it on Bally Sports North 2. If it's supposed to be such an important thing to watch women's sports, why wasn't it on ESPN or Fox or ABC? For this yeah, big and, and game think, in Canada? I think what you're getting at is, is you can't do it, speak out of both sides of your mouth there. If you're going to promote it, That's right. you have to have it on the large broad, broad, uh, broadcast networking station. You can't say, hey, we're going to promote this big time and then have it on uh, Bally Sports uh, North number two channel. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You're not going to be successful unless you're consistent. I get, I get it. Which is number 64 for those of you with Spectrum cable here. But yeah, so I thought and they drew, sold out their little stadium there in Toronto, 19,000, They ran out of merchandise at halftime. So. Oh my! I think, I think, well, I think they need to go to Canada. 
And <clears throat> this game could have been NBC or ABC or Fox or something. And no, did not find out any of those channels. You know, they had to have like the beanbag tossing championships or pro fishing or something. I don't know. Borehole championships. Yeah. Wow. There's our girl, Brittany. She's uh, playing again. Uh, heads of exhibition games. She's back. But uh, here's a little thing. I try not to get political, like I said. Is this is this soapbox? Nope. No. Oh, okay. This okay. Soapbox. Yeah. This is how fired up I am today. I got. This is good. Um. There's Brittany Griner back from her her stint in Russia there, where uh, the the drug issue and keeping her over there. She said here, hearing the national anthem, it definitely hit different. She said. It's like when you're in the Olympics and you're sitting there and you're about to get the gold on your neck and the flags are up. So now the same person who was, you might want to mute this a little bit, Pastor, same person who was bitching and complaining about the national anthem and what it stood for before is now feeling a little pride when she hears it. Well, I kind of want to see how all these other teams are going to represent now. Are they going to start kneeling during the national anthem anymore or not? Because now she's speaking up saying oh, it hits differently. Are we going to see a little more respect for the national anthem? Do you think, Andy, that this is actually a quote that she came up with and yes. said herself, or is this yes. illegal? It was uh, her. It was her quote um, that kind of made a good and ties back to the Olympics. You know, putting on a good spin to the Olympics, which she. I think it, I think it was it was from her. That wasn't okay. from her press people that told her to say it, not from her heart. That's another story. Gotcha. Uh, these words didn't come out of her mouth. But I think the league is going to take a little different look on this whole kneeling for this national anthem all the time. Yeah. Because of this. We'll see what happens. The Stanley Cup going on right now. We we kind of have the final four. In fact, as we're recording this, with seven and a half minutes to go, Dallas is leading Seattle. one nothing. So um, besides that, they got Van they'll play Vancouver. And they're starting at Florida, who was the last team to make the playoffs. The lowest wild hurricanes. So we'll but, see that there. But like you say, Andy, that could be the team to watch. Yeah. You know, you got to win what? what? Four, eight, 16 games to be Stanley Cup champs. And you could still lose uh, three, 12 of them. You know, go 16 and 12, and you're Stanley Cup champs. So. I think that's uh, that Florida team is the team to watch. Uh, yeah, they're hot. It'll be smoking. good to see how they go up against the uh, number one seed. Yep. And I, you know, I love stats, Dan. So here I got some stats for you. Stats is this, on here. Is this 80s, 80s stats? No, no, that's not even yet, Dan. I got so much new stuff here today. I had a busy weekend. The Twins won the 91 World Series. Since then, Twin Cities teams have made the playoffs 50 times. Between baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, and failed to reach the championship round every time. Oh my! No other metro area in those four sports has had more than thirty straight playoff appearances without reaching the finals. And we're over fifty. We're at fifty, and no one else has got more than thirty. Oh, a big drop off there. Oh. The second place team is even thirty. We're fifty. Now that's a yeah, good stat. I don't like it, of course, but it's fair enough. Um, wow. Dallas just went up two nothing, by the way. Over the Seattle. The Kraken or Verlander. Justin Verlander now has beat every has beat all 30 teams. This is win the other day. 
he now has a win against all 30 teams. So congratulations, Mr. Verlander, on that feat. Huge. Which, that was a cool stat, especially once interleague started. I think now that you play everybody all year, this stat's going to – you're going to really see a lot of guys adding their name to this stat. It's not going to be that big a deal anymore. But wow. he's there now, so congratulations to Mr. Verlander. Zach Greinke becomes the fifth pitcher in Major League, P in Major League history to strike out 1,000 different batters. Different players. Wow. Joins Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, Maddox, and Roger Clemens. I don't have the, the uh, logo for this, the screenshot for this, but the homework assignment. Find a more underrated player than Zach Greinke as a pitcher the last few years. I'm sorry. I just, I've always liked him. He's just always kind of been a... Ho hum. They're all just strike out a thousand different batters. No, you know, totally under the radar. Fun guy to watch. He's tail end of his career stuff. So you get a chance to see him. Now that's that also helps with the interleague play because you're you're getting all these additional new people. Yeah. Again, out. this might be another stat that kind of gets blown out of the water in a few years. Yes. Kind of like you know, the one stat. Okay, tangent. The one thing I get a little bored of here is. They keep comparing Otani. Oh, no one's done it since Babe Ruth did it. We haven't had a player that pitched and played outfield since Babe Ruth. So stop with the comparison. <laughs> you know, that, okay. I'm yeah, anything, any any record, yeah, anything yeah, he does, they're going to bring that up. Can't help it. Uh, there he is, Kylie Jensen, 400 career saves. Seventh pitcher ever to do that. So congrats to the young man there on uh, longevity of his career. That is huge uh, to do. And in fact, you know, he's not the best. You know, he blew, I think, two saves in this week alone or something. Yeah. And but he's never had to do 50 save, 70 save year. That he to, just to get 400 him. is tremendous. It does not mean you're going to be an, an excellent pitcher every single time you go out there. Um, but and traded a lot too. So kind of like Lee Smith and them. I mean, he never stays with the team for long. He was with so. the Twins for a coffee. Uh, a couple yeah. Of yeah. Surprised the local channels didn't cover that. Now here's our stat of the week. All right, I like it. Blues baseball stat of the week. It's kind of a big one. Tony Gwynn was had a birthday last week. He was born in 1960. He would have been 63 years old. Now consider his career stats. He hit 394 in the strike shortened season in 94. Starting with his first full season, he recorded 19 consecutive 300 seasons. Oh, man. He batted 331 in 554 career plate appearances versus 18 Hall of Fame pitchers. So he batted, he batted 331 versus Hall of Fame pitchers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 415 batting average with 107 plate appearances against Greg Maddox. Oh, my. Which might be why Greg Maddox refers to him as Tony, Beep, and Gwen all the time. So Yes. He could go O for one thousand one hundred. Okay, I'll Hold stop. On. Oh wait, no, don't! I did not push you there, little button on the computer. All right, he could go O for one hundred, one thousand one hundred eighty-three career at bats, and still not go below three hundred. Oh man, twenty seasons, four hundred thirty-four strikeouts. That's twenty-one point seven strikeouts a year. He struck out. 21.7 times a year. 
We got guys over that already for this season, I think. Yeah, you hear that in a week for some player. A 302 batting average with two strikes on him. Okay. Eight batting titles. One batting titles by 32 points, 30, 28, 22, and 17. And oh. now for the listeners out there, typically the batting race will come down to typically your 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 10 or points, uh, 10 points or less or five points or less between the first and the second guy. Yeah, Here 10 points, you got a lot of breathing room. 30 <coughs> points, 28. Yeah. Wow. He owns the Padres' all-time record for batting average, runs, hits, total bases. <clears throat> Excuse me, doubles, triples, RBIs, base on balls, and stolen bases, and games played. But don't stay cool yet. His 590 career assists as a point guard at San Diego State are the most in school history, and his 221 assists in the 79-80 season are a school record. So he was a point guard at San Diego State basketball. Yep. yep. And he held had those assists. So he could have very well gone basketball too. Wow. And we would have lost That's out on great. The greatest. That is the stat of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Soapbox number one. All right. Address your hate mail to Andy at Sports and Sound. I'm writing this down here. Okay. In 2024 and 2025, college football is going to have their semifinals games on Thursday and Friday so it doesn't interfere with the NFL playoffs on Saturday and Sunday. So you can have four straight, five straight days of baseball Thursday through Monday. Uh, foot, uh, football, okay, got it. Now, here's here's my issue on this. Okay. College bowl games, you're going to have Middle Connecticut State against Northern Iowa playing in Phoenix, Arizona, and they're going to sell the stadium out, and it's going to be on ESPN, and they're going to have a three-hour pregame show and everything else. But I think I have more people in my living room watching the USFL championship game than we're at the USFL game. So yes. why can't we give away tickets to these other leagues for football, but two five and six college football teams get a three-hour pregame. They're going to they make a big deal up five days in a row of football because it's not college or NFL. No one cares. So, But this is the college football playoff semifinals, right? And still. They're, make, they're readjusting their rules because of the NFL. And okay. they're going to say, oh, look, we got five straight days of football. What? What married man is going to watch all five days of football? Well, it's interesting. Not many. He may be married on Wednesday when he starts, but comes come Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pick and choose your games there. It's boys. all about the, uh, <clears throat> the yep. television, the prime time television, because mm -hmm. this is huge, big, big bucks. Wow. Soapbox number two. Okay. University of Georgia football team declines again to go to the White House after the winning the national championship. Oh, you know what? I read this. Okay, go on. Okay, I don't care what your reasons are. This is a chance to go to the White House. I don't care who's in the White House. You get a chance to go there, you go. Uh, these cocky star players on there. Okay, maybe you're the walk-on backup punter This uh, from a town of five people, and this is going to be a big chance. Now he can't go because you all think it's some kind of issue. I'm not the biggest buying guy in the world either, but if they said, hey, Andy, come on down. He wants to give you a, a, a plaque and a T-shirt and cater your lunch. What time do you want me there? 
Yeah, it's it's so it's such a traditional thing to do this. Um, and now they're it's become traditional with Trump, and some teams have boycotted that. Now they're boycotting this. And speaking of Georgia, who I used to like until this week, this guts Stanton Bennett played college football since 2017 at Georgia, and he still didn't graduate. <laughs> there isn't much public information regarding his academic situation. He walked on to Georgia in 2017 and returned to UGA on a scholarship in 2019 after a JUCO stop, which is junior college. After guiding the Bulldogs to back-to-back -back national championships, he was selected by the Rams in the fourth round of the 23rd draft. He's expected to be the backup there. He didn't graduate. Okay, that'd be like, you know, I'm in law school to my third year and I did really good on that last test. I'm not going to finish school. I want to go be a lawyer somewhere. You know? Yeah, it's not it's, saying you got to graduate to play in the NFL. I'm not saying that, but you know what? You were there for. Okay. Him and the guy from Tommy Boy are the only two I could think of that were in college out long and didn't graduate. Oh, my gosh. And it's not, you know, at the Division One level, maybe not there at the JUCO, but they have the tutors and the tutors uh, provided mm -hmm. to the team. To help you yep. and assist you with your yep. um, homework, not to do it, although that's uh, yeah, actually, another, another show for another day. Another show for another day, but they're they're helping you out and assisting. And he, this is not even saying he's a bad student as far as the GPA. Yeah, they don't have copies. He just of never got around to graduating, which is very interesting. And and it may be the fact that I wonder if he selected a major or if he kept switching his majors to keep his uh, eligibility. But typically what you see for people in college that long is that they get a second or third degree or they get a right. master's degree right. just to stay uh, to keep eligible. This is interesting because he got nothing in all of those years. That is quite the feat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Way to, way to be another. Which brings me to my third. Okay. This clown. <laughs> ja Morant. Okay. I did not go to his Instagram to watch it because I'm not going to give this idiot the satisfaction. This is the second time he's been suspended for going on his Instagram live waving a gun around. Yes. Now, I don't mean to sound like the old boy, the old white guy in the trailer house, but the cover of that book, I'm not drafting you. And now you have one incident waving a gun on there. Okay, now I'm really not drafting you. And they they still give him another chance, and they still want to give him another chance after this. This is why I have zero respect for the NBA, zero respect for their fans and their fan base and their advertisers, because this is the type of people you want to publicize. These are the people you want to have your hero. Oh, but he's a good player. They'll still let him back. And that's another reason why I don't listen to Shannon Sharp anymore, because he's a fan of this clown. Oh, but it's everybody else's fault for – like it, his Instagram and making him do it. No, he's an idiot. Now, is he going to go play in, in Europe? If they'll have him. But uh, yeah, go play in Europe and start waving a gun on Instagram in another country. Ask Brittany how that worked out for her. Oh my gosh! And this once again is is not. Uh, we're not pro uh, for or against gun gun rights, whatever. No, it has to do with it. But why are you on Instagram waving a gun around after you've already been warned once? Now you do it a second time. This is right. an NFL, this is an NBA pro player that does this for a living. Yep, who's supposed to be a role model and everything else. Yet, so 
Look at that the is yeah. very. Um, it's not coincidental. It's just. It's just. How do you do that? Wow. Um, it's official. Dallas has beaten Seattle in hockey. So. So the Kraken are done. No, they're done. But it was a good run. Boy, it was fun to watch those guys. So it's gonna be the Stars and the and the uh, Vegas Knights. Now I saw one post. Now, I don't want to say anything earlier because I don't want to jinx my Kraken, but if you look at where teams started out from, it very well could be the Minnesota North Stars and the Hartford Whalers in the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, that is a good stat. If Carolina makes it, it could be the Hartford Whalers and the Minnesota North Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals. All right, one more thing here before we go. Kind of a sad note. Superstar Billy Graham, pro wrestler from our youth. Some of you might remember him. Um, Eldridge Wayne Coleman's his name. He's right now on as of this morning on life support. He's been on life support for about nine for, for a while now. Um, his wife has asked as of Monday morning requesting prayers. The doctors want to take him off life support. Um, she's saying no. Um, he's got uh infections, organ failure, um, just lots of bad news for the superstar there. So I know a lot of us. And they grew up watching the superstar Billy Graham. Um, he's been on some documentaries in the day about steroid use and wrestling and everything else. Um, but life supports a look for the bad news about superstar coming down this week. Thoughts and prayers for him and the family for the superstar Billy Graham. And that's well, all I got, sir. We'll see here what uh, what the future holds with him. But like you said, a lot uh, of a lot of sports here um, going on now. The and one I just want to backtrack. I'm not Brittany's playing NBA again. Great. Or WNBA playing basketball again. That's great. I just think what she did there was wrong. And she should have been in prison for what you did. This other basketball guy, he wants to go there and do that. Ask Brittany how it goes by not playing by the rules. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. You should give advice. She should be calling this guy up and go, dude. If you go, leave the guns at home. Just shut up and play basketball. Okay? You know? And, and the thing it comes down to, once again, is is for you or I, Andy, this comes down to the bucket of – it gets thrown into the bucket of just simple common sense things. You don't yeah. need to be bringing marijuana to Russia. You don't need to be waving around guns on an Instagram live post. These are just common sense things. You can certainly do it, but then when you complain about all the uh, bad attention, uh, it's going to come back. To you anyway. What are what are you even thinking? Um, and like I said, I'd love to cover the book on that guy. If you've seen my other videos we've done, I'm friends with a wrestler named Jason Inc. who's got tattoos from the top of his head to his toes. So I'm I'm not against tattoos, okay? But when you're wavering and you kind of have that, you want that thug look. You're trying to be the thug character. That walks like a duck and talks like a duck. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So many, so few NBA uh, or uh, basketball players get to make it and get even get into the NBA draft, mm -hmm. much less make an NBA team. And here you are, suspended, and maybe coming back. And here's some other guy busting his home to make you know, it, throwing it away, if you will. It's just, mm -hmm. it's it is yeah. not uh, not a good uh, role model. Now. The only two things I've got, Andy, is a little baseball and some football. Yes. 
Now, USFL football finished its fifth week. They're five weeks into the season. It's once again, it's just a 10-week season. We'll hear about it more. Fox pushes this. Fox Sports, uh, they do have their top you know, announcing play-by-play guys. It's really heavily pushed the USFL, and they're halfway done. Ten-game season. Five weeks are done. Uh, we'll be hearing only more about that. The XFL with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and whatnot, uh, they finished up. They had the playoffs. They're not on the big TVs, not on the big channels. Uh, they are on TV, their games, but they also finish a 10-week season. Had the two rounds of playoffs. The, the uh, championship was Saturday night. Now, I'm not going to ask if you watched the game, Andy, because I'm guessing most people that I talk to, most people on the show here that even listen, probably don't, probably did not watch the championship Saturday night in the Alamo Dome. But you had a team that was 9-1, that was very good, the D.C. Defenders, going up against a team that finished second, second in their division. It's kind of like these, it's like the Florida NHL team. Yeah, the wild card team. Final. Florida barely has a 500 uh, record, a little bit over 500, and they got in. Now here they are in the conference finals. The Arlington Renegades, last year was Dallas, the Dallas Renegades. Uh, they're still in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area. They decided to rebrand it as Arlington. They were not doing well early in the season. They made a trade to get Luis Perez, who's their starting quarterback now. They made a trade. XFL, you think, no big deal. But this turned around this team, and they rattled off all these wins. They finished the season four and six. Two games below 500, but they got second place and made the playoffs. With Perez, now the team has got the motivation and everything is swinging their way, right? Everything's going right. They win in a big upset in the playoffs. They get to the finals, and they were an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. And they basically smoked them and won the XFL championship, bringing their record (laughs) – Six and six. Just six and six. They're they're whole hoisting the trophy for the XFL at a six. Now the management and I'm sure the office, uh, you know, administration, the brass, if you will, of the XFL does not want that. They don't. They're already getting such a black eye with the XFL because people laugh. It's a laughing stock anyway. Now you have a team that wins. You know, granted, well done. Congratulations to uh, Arlington for winning it. But you're six and six. They did beat a team that was nine and one. But it was phenomenal. But the average person watching is not going to you know, do the math and say, wow, it's, uh, it's because of that trade they did. They were really stinking. There were some injuries. There was a big trade. Now they did well. They were the hottest team the last uh, month of the season, this Arlington team, even though they had a poor record. But it was fun to watch. Everything they did was was right. Uh, they were they, – they just beat – D.C. every way, coaching, offense, defense, special teams. It was almost unreal to watch the D.C. team get as manhandled as they did after going 9-1. and one. And so that season's over. That's done. They awarded the postseason. I don't even mention it on, on the social media, really, the postseason awards. They hand out their awards. Their season's now done. USFL, we'll hear more about because uh, that's more of a spring, late spring um, season. Now for baseball – the Twins doing well. Uh, the minor leagues, is it's going to be interesting to see what happens here in AA, I, I think, for the Twins. They've got this Brooks Lee playing there. Royce Lee is coming off a of rehab. Simon, he's down in AA, the former number one pick for the Twins. He got called up to the Saints this evening. 
Did he did tonight? I saw yeah. something. I didn't know if it was real yeah. or not. Yeah, he's at college football. A couple of games uh, for Double A, and he's already moved up to Triple A. So this is why when you get a star like this, Royce Lewis, who's been an, always a shortstop all his life, coming up, and they're getting him work at third base, and then you see this uh, strange demotion of Jose Miranda um, getting sent yeah. out. People That's say, oh, he wasn't right. hitting. He wasn't hitting. Well, no one, no one was hitting him. Uh, Miranda was leading the team in RBIs and was still hitting 220. And there's five or six guys hitting below him. So the demotion didn't make any sense. But yeah, I think we're batting 210, who's making millions still up there. Buck <laughs> the $100 million DH. Yet you send Miranda down. Okay. And, and of all things, you move down Miranda, uh, who is a, a power hitter, a rake, uh, an RBI guy, great defense. I've always liked him. Was he yep. going through a little bit of a slump? Maybe. Uh, but he spent all his time in the minors. He worked his, himself right. way up. There's nothing more to do, you know. But they said yep. they're going to send him down, maybe get his bat straight, build up his confidence. I think those are all just catchphrases for this. They need to make room for Royce Lewis. And so you're going to see him, Lewis, spend a couple weeks, I think, at, at the Saints, and they're going to bring him up, I think, right away for the Twins. The Twins need a spark. Last couple of games against the Cubs, they've been – the bats have finally come out. But they're still the very worst batting team average-wise as a team in the majors. Let me ask you this now. St. Louis catches fire in St. Paul, has a great two-week period down there. Do you trade Correa? Well, and try I, to, you look at how you're batting. Do you trade him and try to get another stick? Well, that's a very good point. But, but now his average is way is way down. But I think when they went after him, I think Correa is is long term good buddies with Buxton. He's probably going to be here for the six years. Yeah, but yeah, the question the is teams turned him back. Royce Lewis to come up, who's always been a shortstop, move him to third. Granted, maybe he'll be successful, maybe he won't. You'll have everything all set. Miranda's not going to find his way back probably onto the team because now you got Brooks Lee coming up a couple years later, who's the number one pick from a couple years ago who they're also trying to mold into third base. But it does create trade possibilities. Maybe Miranda gets uh, traded to be an everyday third baseman. But what are you going to get? What are you going to get for him? Yeah. But and I don't see him Correa, trading Royce Lewis. Yeah, the best so ankle. The Mets we're going to have these issues. The Twins have now Trevor Larnick in the outfield. They've got uh, Alex Kirloff in the outfield. They've got Joey Gallo in the outfield. They've got Michael Taylor, Buxton. Max You've got all this extra stuff. So I think what you'll see is some potential trade um, bait here coming up on the trade. But Twins are doing good. They're first place. But they're the only team over 500. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with how this all shakes out and who's going to be playing where. Because I think Miranda was more of a maybe sending a message to him, but not so much as getting the Twins and the Brass uh, prepared and the local roster prepared for him not being at third base. Uh, now it, it creates this illusion of, well, no, we got this hole at third base. Well, Kyle Farmers uh, can play there uh, anywhere in the infield himself, and we have him uh, for the year, if not longer. So there may be some trades here going on. Now the good thing is if they may end up trading a guy like a Brooks Lee, if Royce Lewis does pan out, if he if he's the oh, real deal. Now Brooks Lee is the real deal you can really get something in return so if the twins need pitching they've already kind of set on pitching what else are they going to do so this will be interesting couple of weeks to follow yeah it, you know jose miranda i'm a big jose miranda guy like him a lot the one weakness the twins have in pitching is middle relief you can never have too much middle relief now 
do you trade him just for middle reliever? Well, maybe a couple other double A guys get something for him. Get rid of Correa. We'll move Correa to third. Move him to first. And give your rookie you're bringing up his natural position. Don't mess with this guy. That's what happened. Now, they get the Correa, rookie. By having him to six years, I've heard this too that maybe for the next two or three years he will be at short. And as he gets long in the tooth, as more of a veteran older, he will gradually end up sitting there and playing third base. Yep. Now, do you wreck that by bringing up Royce Lewis, who's a third baseman, one of the top the Twins organization has ever seen? Now, hey, let's have you play third base. Yeah. So it's, it's a give and take, uh, but we have it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have right now, but that's what they're dealing with. I think you'll see Royce Lewis fast-tracked and bring up, because he's going to put seats, uh, uh, butts in the, in the seats. He's going to sell jerseys. Yeah, he's going to sell jerseys, um, and it's it's interesting stuff. He's a good all-around five-tool athlete guy coming off an ACL. <laughs> so we'll see how it pans out, but I think it's good. I feel bad for Miranda. I'm a Miranda guy myself. Um, I think he is the, the future of the corner of the hot spot here for the Twins for many years to come. Earned his way up. We uh, worked his way up through the minors and um, hasn't been messed around, except they tried using him at first a little bit last year, but – that's it. So that's all I've got for the sports, but anything else? No, not too much. Like I said, you know, the Mets are still struggling. Um, I didn't try to blow over them. Just they've just been losing. Just nothing major. No injuries, no reasons, just losing. Um, Scherzer's keeping his cool. Verlander, of course, getting the wins. The Mets need middle relief like there's no tomorrow. They got decent starters. Um, they brought Peterson up again, and he blew it. But they got all their eggs in their baskets with Scherzer and Verlander. So if they get a, a decent starter again and some little relief, they'll be fine. Um, the bats are okay. They're just they're trying to hit five-run home runs because they're behind by so much all the time. And they just got to learn to chip away. They keep those now, fundamentals I was looking at the, at the Twins' batting average, and, you know, they're down there at the bottom. Mm -hmm. When I flipped it around to see who the best team was, you know, it's it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Best hitting team as a team, as far as the average. Best pitching team as a staff is Tampa Bay. So people wonder, well, how come such a huge win, 30-plus wins? They're almost at 40 wins. No, no, they're, they're mid-30s. Yeah. Way high in the wins, very low losses. How can that be? Well, I think there's your answer there. You're hit, they're hitting the snot out of the ball, and they're pitching. They're not giving up any runs. Now, you and I both know, Andy, that's not going to stay forever. You can't have the right. best team at the end of the season. That, that'll falter. It just depends on which one's going to drop off a little bit because there's no way they're both going to stay the whole season at number one in both positions. So they have enough of a lead, though. It may not hurt them, but yeah, that's why when people ask, how are they that good? I don't know if they're that good. As, if there's any individual stars, no. It's the entire makeup. The, the yeah. entire pitching staff is good. They are a true team. And all the batters, batters in the lineup defensively and hitting in the batting order are all good. But there's no one I, I can think of a, a name right now that, that jumps out we're, at me. Yeah, guy, Randy. Um, Ariza Reno. Yeah, he's good, but he's an all-star, but he's not they're, – they're not making this plaque for the Hall of Fame anytime soon either. Yeah, they've got no Mike Trout. Well, there's no uh, Otani. There's no uh, Ju Aaron Judge. You know, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, there's no big studs there. And so that's why they're that successful. And they're going to be tough to uh, tough to beat. Yeah. 
All right, that's all I got for sports. Uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. See ya. See ya.